complicated and quite painful set of questions that someone has to has to go into in order to reconcile the understanding of why they were lied to. So when it comes to lying to ourselves, I think there are elements of that quite often. Lying to ourselves, and, and sometimes it's not as, as explicit as lying to ourselves. I speak quite often about the idea, well, there are kind of three things to look at. There's repression, suppression, and turning a blind eye are the kinds of ways that we lie to ourselves psychologically. So repression, classically, is the idea that knowledge becomes unavailable. Um, And you see this in therapy most often when people just say, I cannot remember. You know, whole chunks of their lives will disappear and becomes completely inaccessible to them. And quite often what emerges as they go along in therapy is that things will come back or or become more accessible. And and often that's in relation to how much actually they can tolerate, um, how much of the reality of their early experience they can they can tolerate um, and that's often linked to dissociation maybe i will describe so dissociation uh, in response to trauma specifically dissociation is a way in which the brain and uh, the mind protects itself um, and what it can do is almost just either shut down or take you away somewhere completely different and so it's possible for some people and you know it can be quite a controversial area but that these things become unavailable for those reasons. Suppression is information that you know, but you don't think about. And that's very, very similar to turning a blind eye. And this is the idea that actually, and, and often people will, ref, will notice it's suppression when when the truth finally comes out, they say, actually, I did have a, an inkling. I did have a sense, right? I, there were red flags but I chose to ignore them. I chose to turn away from them. I didn't want to think about it. I didn't want to rock the boat. I didn't want to have to deal with anything else. I didn't have the resources, whatever it might be. So suppression is turning your your mind's eye, really, away from something that is available, perhaps because it's more convenient um, to not have to to address it in in, in the moment. Um, and so when we lie to ourselves, it tends to be around a, a kind of denial, a denial of something that we don't want to be true, something that we don't think we could tolerate being true, um, and an unwillingness or an inability to face loss, right? So uh, in the example of, of, of say, Um, inklings that someone was having an affair if you acknowledge it then you have to deal with it and then perhaps the relationship breaks down and then you have to deal with the losses that come with that so maybe it's just easier to just ignore it again then you have that question of how you know is it easier what is the cost then or to you, to the relationship, do you stay in something that's unhappy um, and, and at the same time then cut yourself off from the opportunity to have something else because you can't face the truth? Do you have, you know, there's obviously a limit to the the true depth um, and honesty and safety of the relationship if you know or suspect that your partner is being untrue to you. So, you know, there are always costs I think, Um, but it's often about how much the person feels they're able to tolerate. All right, so a couple of you asked about the impact on psychology or brain health of of lying, and 
that's uh, <laughs> I think it's a tough one because